The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Trevor Flynn, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast, where today we're going to be looking at The Lion King 2019. I hate that I have to say the date now, but that's just how these things go. That's a thing. Um, oh sorry, <laughs> I'm going to try really hard to be a good host, be objective about this, and not be coloring at all with my opinion of it right up front. So let's just go Too ahead late. and get into a summary real quick for the sake of it. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know the plot of The Lion King already, if you, um, if you I feel sorry for you. If, yeah, if you don't, then oh my god, where have you been the past 20 years except for not born yet? Simba idolizes his father, King Mufasa, and takes to heart his own royal destiny on the plains of Africa. But not everyone in the kingdom celebrates the new cub's arrival. Scar, Mufasa's brother and former heir to the throne, has plans of his own. The battle for Pride Rock is soon ravaged with betrayal, tragedy, and drama, ultimately resulting in Simba's exile. Now, with the help from a curious pair of newfound friends, Simba must figure out how to grow up and take back what is rightfully his. Yes. So what was that? What was I that? mean, it's <laughs> um, it's not wrong, it's not wrong, but it's just it's so extra. It is in like the strangest way. Like it 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 does very much like tell what like, summarize what happens in the film. I don't know. It, it's that's just that's just funny. Okay. Me. Okay. There's plenty that to criticize like, here without criticizing yeah. the summary. Let's be real. That's true. Uh, that's yeah, very true. Yeah. What were y'all's? Uh, I'm just gonna pivot to y'all first. Like, uh, I, Peter, I guess, what was your just like general reaction to this? This is, I think, you were te- just telling us like your worst film going experience. Can you put that into context? Because it's not all okay. about the actual film, right? Yeah. Okay. So this was my worst film going film going experience, it, totally excluding the film, because this was the first time where seeing a film, even even when there were children involved in the audience, but it's just like. Throughout the throughout literally the entire film, and granted, I saw this at four thirty in the afternoon, so maybe that, I saw this at like four thirty five in the afternoon, so so maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but I'm gonna say no because there were because literally people in the audience of all ages were talking or like like whispering through the entire thing from to, from babies crying to toddlers at like doing whatever to like children, teenagers, adults. There, 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 there were there was literally a group of like of like young adults in front of me. One of them was like bringing out her phone to text the entire time. They like they were like the worst offenders. They they, they were like one of them pulled out the phone to text. They were like whispering, murmuring, like talking throughout the entire film. At at one point, halfway through, people like start to shush them, and they like aggressively shushed back. To be like, shut up, you like be like, you shut up. Why are you telling me to be quiet? And it's like you're in a movie theater. There was like I was at an AMC. There was there was, there was literally like an ad thing saying, turn off your phones, don't talk, don't text, don't post don't post on social media, don't ruin the movie. And they were doing literally every single thing. One of them took a fucking phone call for like 20 seconds to be like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm in a movie. And it's like, shut up. Yeah, it looks shut, really shut real. He's like up. on the phone talking about it. It's like I'm in Africa. It's like I feel the heat. It's great. It's, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, 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 part of me wants to theorize it's because this movie is, is kind of boring, in my opinion, especially maybe for kids. But um, also, I just I, I get that because I was in a string of movies 
where I feel like, I, I don't know, part of me thought, feels like it's a matinee thing too, where it just kept mm. happening to me and my girlfriend over and over again, kind of the yeah. same thing. But um, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, Peter, what was your general take on the movie itself? I, I guess if you can separate the two. Honestly, when oh, yeah. I haven't experienced that bad, it kind of colors the movie for me a little bit too. And I feel like, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah. So. So my general take on this movie, it, it, it's, it's actually a throwback to, uh, to to what I remember Sarah actually saying about Beauty and the Beast. It's a movie. It's well made. Why was this made? Like, like th- this was more of the definition for me of there was no point for them to make this film than Beauty and the Beast was. Like there was there there was nothing added to this film at all for me. With yeah. the except with the with the small exception of a, I think honestly, randomly placed in the middle of the film song sang by Beyonce. It, it's a good song; she sings it well. But it's like it's so it 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 it, it was one of those. It, it, it's a song that it's a song that should have been played over the credits. Not it's the Oscar bait the song. Film. It's, it's what it is. Yeah, it's Oscar bait. It's Oscar bait, but it's so obviously Oscar bait that it's like I that it's like if if I, if, if I were part of the Academy panel, I would immediately discount it. I'm so sorry. I would be like fuck. I'd be like sorry, Beyonce, love you, but no, get out. Like, it's so obvious. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's Oscar actually bait. gonna make it there either. <laughs> but, yeah, and um, it's, it's it, I, I I highly doubt it's gonna it's gonna even be up for consideration. They'll see the name and be like anyway. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think there were reasons. I don't. I uh, I don't necessarily think they're good, but before uh, getting into that, Sarah, what did you what did you think of this? Well, uh, I'm I'm trying to look up the lyrics to that new song by Beyonce before Spirit. I say something that Spirit. is incorrect. Yes, hold on. Um, but uh, I as I'm doing that, I can give my general thoughts. Um, mm. I will freely admit that I was crying 20 seconds into the start of the film. Oh my god! Just because it was it was getting me right in the nostalgia, and like as soon as the chant began in the song, like I was emotionally there for it, and it was like yeah. shot for shot, almost exactly the same as the opening, which was cool. And 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 that was good. And then I I did cry again when Simba found his father in the gorge. Got me, you know, right in the feels and, you know, dead father things. I have personal issues with that. So hence the crying. But everything else <laughs> was just the same movie. Uh, P- Peter, as as you, you were quoting me and, and you were right and I'm going to say it again. Like there was, it was the same movie, but with different animation. Yeah. And it, and. The voice cast was mostly fine. I really disliked Timon and Pumbaa very much, and we'll we'll get to them when we get to them. And the song was stupid. We can get to them now if you want, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I'm, specifically, I just I really didn't like uh, Seth Rogen as no. Pumbaa. I guess Timon was fine, but. Um, Okay, sorry. I have found the lyrics to the song, and it is a Christian song. What? Oh. The last. I did not lines... pay attention to the lyrics at all. So. Oh, I don't think. Oh, the last it. line is so. So go into a far off land and be one with the great I am. Oh, that's. Hmm. That's very. That's, um... That was an unnecessary. Like, sure, you can argue the religious 
undertones of the Lion King as much as you want, be it uh, Jesus or Moses or whichever figure you want to talk about. But it's never expressly stated, and that song made it weird. Yeah, I think that is like weird. That was the last um, lyric as the song was ending, and they approached the... Uh, the desert pride lands, as it were. I found it very so, uncomfortable, bordering on distasteful, actually. Well, not, well yeah. now I am fully expecting the song to be to, to be to be sang in tur- in black churches across the nation for the next <laughs> two years. Quite possibly, and outside of the context of the film, that is fine. It is a fine song. Oh, no. It oh, had no totally. place in a Disney film. Exactly. Zero I wanna, in the film. I want to get both of y'all's takes on the music here in a sec, just especially because you both, um, I think, um, might have better insight into it than I do. But real quick, um, mm. I respect that the nostalgia got you to a degree, Sarah, and I, mm-hmm. I kind of want to like attack that real quick. Not attack you, sorry, but like get into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, At least you're being upfront about it. No, 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 no. I mean... Um, what here's here's the thing that like I realized going to see this is mm-hmm. I I didn't like when I look back on the Lion King and the Disney Renaissance and everything like growing up uh, like into a teenager and everything I never looked back at the Lion King and thought oh yeah that's my favorite Disney Renaissance really? movie okay yeah but like I get the build up and the anticipation for this everybody's like it was the fucking Lion King and it is very much considered the peak of the Disney Renaissance I think uh, just. It just kind of is. I don't know if there's like a metric for that. But um, I was kind of thinking about it and I, I realized I it might have taken me 28 years of my life to realize this, but I, I did this thing with my VHSs at home that I'm just, it's just now occurring to me isn't necessarily a normal thing for a child to do where I would sort them in terms of like how good I thought they were into like, they, it was almost like a shrine type thing for me where I put like what I considered the best Disney films ever, like in the center, and then like would put them descending on either side out. And The Lion King was like right in the middle. So I guess like even aesthetically, like there's something really powerful about this one. So like I get that like just seeing the opening sequence recreated like got you. Sarah. Um, yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that up front and offer that weird tidbit into my childhood psychology, which mm-hmm. I don't know how significant. Anyway, um, yeah. So the production on this, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, I'm not particularly great with numbers, but uh, the numbers as they stand, uh, Disney hasn't released a number for the production budget of this. Peter, I think you were getting 260 million from somewhere. Uh, Hollywood Reporter was yeah, estimating. I was, I, was, I, was, I was looking on Wikipedia. From from, yeah. from what from what's been posted there, Hollywood Reporter has some supposed source that says two fifty. Uh, the Jungle Book, for comparison, according to the numbers dot com, was one seventy five. So uh, that kind of gives you a ballpark on how much money went into this. Um, the technology that they built to do this is very much similar to the Jungle Book, and I really wish Ben or Jack was here because they could probably explain it better than I can. And you guys right. uh, probably know about it too, but. Um, from what I understand, um, you know, everything is CG, as in the Jungle Book. You know, the only thing that was there was Mowgli, so that hasn't necessarily changed. But they are pioneering a technology, and this is kind of getting into the reason of this film and why we have it, is this push into virtual reality, real-time uh, uh. VFX work. And I, I'm, I'm, I've read a couple articles on this. I'm really trying to understand it. From what I can understand, the significance of this production was 
and, and the milestone that it is and kind of the like anim- animating like essence behind it um, is the push to realize the capability of this technology where none of this is shot on location in Africa. I mean, John Favreau went to Africa and like scouted, like got images, I'm sure, but like they didn't have to shoot anything there. It was all reconstructed using gaming software on a, on a, mm-hmm. on a soundstage sure. with where you actually have the uh, film crew with VR headsets looking around. I, I, I'm just picturing oh, Star Trek. Cool. I'm just picturing the holodeck. And oh, I don't yeah, know if that's yeah, accurate, yeah, yeah. but that's just what I'm picturing, that, which that is sounds, that sounds pretty spot amazing. On. I mean, did they not do something similar with Dinosaur 19 years ago? Oh. No, Dinosaur actually, and I only know this they, from like consulting other film podcasts before we do ours, but Dinosaur was real backgrounds with CG compositing. This is all CG, every single blade of grass. Really? Yeah. Which Damn. Just think about the amount of effort. I have a little bit more respect for this now. Well, and, and that's just At because least for all the of us. production value. Yeah, because all of us are negative about this upfront. I'm just trying to give a little context here of like what the maybe push behind this movie to be made was, which I still mm-hmm. disagree with. But I just think about that scale of work is yeah. astounding. Um, I don't think the technology is bad. Kind of the hot take on the internet right now is to quote Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park, where he talks about you had this technology before you even knew what you had, you patented, you didn't, which, you know, is mm-hmm. a little um, <laughs> a little extreme because this isn't going to harm anyone like a killer dinosaur. Um, I don't think this film is <laughs> like evil by any means, but it is, I think, corporately cynical in the same sort of reason. And, uh, with that out of the way, um, I wanted to pan back to y'all and kind of just get your takes on the music. Um, for for me, mm-hmm. uh, the score and the way it matches the visuals is re- is part of what is so iconic about the original film to where exactly. I can see the old film in my head as I'm watching this mm-hmm. one, which is my main problem with this. Um, and I understand that they got like the same... Uh, man who worked on um, the African influences in the score from the original movie, I think for this one, the Beyonce soundtrack, uh, we've already kind of mentioned her unique contribution, but she, I think, I mean, she's also doing uh, a Lion King inspired, like kind of pan-African album. Oh, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She, she, uh, she, uh, much in the same way that, 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 uh, that Kendrick Lamar curated, curated a soundtrack, uh, kind of separate from the Black Panther film. She also mm-hmm. curated a, a soundtrack to, to kind of like be released along, alongside this film. It, 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 as like as like her Jay Z Kendrick Lamar and like and and, and, so, and several several other artists on it. I, I actually haven't looked into it, but 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 I know that she did that. Yeah, so I just kind of wanted to get y'all's take on I mean, that soundtrack and her and Beyonce's involvement in this and, and the score. The score for me sounded. I think I even I saw this in like Dolby. I don't I don't remember what the uh, advertised letters are because I'm terrible with acronyms. But it was like the advanced theater with with the surround sound all the right. way around and the different effects you can tell where they're coming from. I didn't really get yeah. any of that. The score didn't really necessarily overwhelm me, and it didn't even sound that much different to me than the original. Um, that was kind of just my reaction. Sarah, you are the music person. Can you talk, speak to that a little bit? I can a little bit. Um, I will say for me, I actually really liked that all of the musical cues from the original film happened exactly where the, where I expected them to. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. feel like it would have just from a, you know, a 
person who, you know, makes her living doing music and music being so important to me, especially orchestral music, even more so than all of the, the sung songs in the film. I, uh, I really appreciated that they made the effort to keep the cues the same. Now that said, I could tell where they added a few bars here and there, if they were extending the scene a little bit, for instance, in the stampede scene, I could tell where they added a few bars. And also, they got Hans Zimmer to do the score again, which was great. And that was one of my caveats for even going to see the movie in the first place was, oh, Hans Zimmer is doing the score again. That's good because anyone can fight me on this. That The original Lion King, I will say, is Hans Zimmer's greatest work. And yes. I will, disagreement I will, for me. You were the one who told me there was Mozart yes, in it. And I went back and listened to it. There is. Like, oh, God, that's I, right. There's we'll indeed of those 100 percent, 100 percent, and those references are in the same places in the new film, which I really appreciated. That said, Hans Zimmer, as many other Hollywood composers, is notorious for cannibalizing his own themes uh, in different films. So I definitely heard in the extra four bars or so that they added to the Wildebeest Stampede, I definitely heard four bars from I don't remember if it was Pirates of the Caribbean two or three. Uh, but he definitely just lifted that out. I think it was the second one where they're having like that fight scene on the beach with the crustacean people. Um, I'm so glad I did not notice that. that, um, I did. I was waiting for Hans Zimmer to put in something that didn't belong, and he did, but whatever. I I am sure 90% of the population did not notice that at all. All the rest of the score was great, though. It was the same themes, you know, orchestrated just a little bit differently. But, you know, the the score was great. Just uh, you put Pirates of the Caribbean in there. Why? Uh, See, see, I I I didn't know that he I didn't really know that he necessarily did that. But now that you've said that, it's like, oh, now I need to go back and listen to like both scores of like Pirates 2 and like this new Lion King. Mm -hmm. speaking, Speaking of musical cues, though. The one, so, the 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 one musical the one musical cue, and 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 this is and this is the reason for me personally why I dislike Beyonce's spirit even even why I dislike it even more, is is be, is because is because the scene when Simba is running back to the Pride Lands, that that specific music cue where it's like dun 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 one of my dun, favorite dun, dun, parts dun. in the original like, same one, same like simba running across a fucking desert in slow motion and that and that song playing the feet and, then, and, and the feet and, and, and like, they kick up the, the sand and the dust feet, the like, fucking I... feet and then and, and you get like you get like you get, you get this sweeping like epic like just like like like, 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 like epic song and then and then like and then at the at the, at the end of it when he like gets to pride rock that like immediate music like like still in musical cue of like oh shit like it's like epic oh the shift to things. minor it's really good like like the shift to minor and instead we get beyonce and i'm just like like, oh, no. that is a shift to minor. Oh, I remember. I know what you're talking about. I have just enough. Yeah, like when he steps on that stick, about. it's the right, drum beat, and shot. suddenly the chord changes from major to minor, and it's great. And, and I'm getting the entire song right shift now. from like super epic to like just totally somber. It's like, and instead we get Beyonce. I'm just like, no, <laughs> no. Who 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 made Singing this about the great I am? I oh. swear. Mm. 
Why? Okay. I was so I, upset. I really feel the same upset. way as both of you. I just, I just wanted to give somebody, anybody, a chance to, to defend this. But um, yeah, moving on, I guess. No, I'll, I'll, I'll defend the score. You know, pirates quotations aside, but I can't because, defend yes, because, Beyonce's because, new yes. song in the context the, the, of this the film. Sco- the score itself, I agree with Sarah. So, so much nostalgia points. I. I, I definitely had goosebumps during that opening sequence, like a like circle of life, because I was like, I'm here for this shit. I had goosebumps during uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight with with, with, uh, with Beyonce and Donald Glover. I was most definitely there for that because, because I think the two of them singing together was so beautiful and so nice. Granted, I wish there were more like harmonies rather than this, the two of them singing yes. the same, rather than just the two of them singing the same note, but on different octaves. I want I wanted more harmonies, but that's just the that's just the musician in me that still exists. Not as much as Sarah, but it still exists in me wanting that shit. But like the score, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Still goosebumps, even after all these years, still hits me in all the right places. Um just I, like uh, Sarah said, not that song. Since you brought up I to make a quick detour, since you brought up Can You Feel the Love Tonight, just real quick, I have to say, say did, did it bother anybody else that it takes place, I don't know, during the day? Like, yeah. around a 1 p.m.? A little bit. Yeah. Did you, wait, what time did you say? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I late mean, afternoon. I might argue like 4 p.m., but 4 p.m. I, were, I was, And there's was... even a cut where I was like, okay, now the sun's going to set. At least give me the sunset. Yeah. Make it make right. sense. Show me someone was thinking about this. No, it doesn't happen. It's just hot. It's so hot. Bright. You're, you were correct. It was it was oddly bright for the entire song, and um, and not even sun and not even sunset, just bright. Yeah. So something I skipped over talking about the uh, technology invented for this. That's like I think the biggest problem with the film, and something Ben has on our chat been um, talking about and um, prognosticating about <laughs> practically, mm. which she's totally right about. Is I think is that the uh, biggest criticism you can make of this movie is just like an unfortunate kind of lack of thinking about the fact that you are taking something shot for shot. The fact that it's shot for shot just makes it so much worse for me. Something uh, they didn't even try. Yeah, something from the animated medium that is has an aesthetic of a Broadway musical and these expressive characters' faces that you can anthropomorphize and project human feelings onto, reconstruct as a nature documentary with not even really, you know, their big push with this was photorealism, photorealism, not even exaggerated human gesturing, really. Like, t- there's there's some bit of it in the faces. Like, I, you, like when Nala and Simba are talking to each other, I can kind of see some human emotion, but it is so difficult to emotionally connect with this when I can see the animated character models in the back of my head the whole time. And I'm just looking at a cat's face and the cat's face doesn't really change that much, whether it's happy or sad. Like, especially for me, when Simba is talking to Scar and crying in the original, the animators have this brilliant insight to when he cries, make his fur change color. So that as his fur is stained with tears, it changes color. So I'm looking at this Simba in, I mean, he in the this, he, he, he can't cry. A real lion, I guess, can't cry. I don't know. And I just, I'm not feeling it. It's just, I can't connect with it the same way. That's the biggest obstacle. I am obstacle so glad you brought that so. up. 
Thank you. Um, I that's Thank not a hot you. take by any stretch. I think like far and away that's the. I just wanted to get it away. The most maybe obvious criticism of this. It's also oh, no. why it is so deeply flawed in my mind. Um, oh no, absolutely. You you even bringing that up with, with, with just with just facial expressions for 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 me for me that on that 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 also um, cascades down to I think the voice acting, even though apparently the voice acting was praised from 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 what from what i'm seeing like the from 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 the facial expressions because it's like yeah sure you want to go for photorealism but you are taking an animated feature with the film from 1994 where every where every single character was like highly expressive i mean i'm sorry but like one of the lines that i that like the second it didn't happen i was like oh this whole movie is a fucking bust was when Scar did not say, oh, I have practiced my curtsy. Like, <laughs> he, he, I did not get my, honestly, let's be frank about it, gay uncle. Did he fr- even say Scar. precisely before Be Prepared started? No, he just kind of like, he just kind of awkwardly. That's what, that was my one of you didn't say precisely. Sorry. He just, he just, <laughs> he just awkwardly went into it and I didn't even realize he was singing the song until I was like wait is he rhyming for no reason oh wait oh there's the musical cue like there was no lead into the song but mm-hmm. the, like weird the, the, like like okay so 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 for, so for me like get, getting getting away from the facial expressions which is like that was a total bust and a miss because I do want to come back to that though but go ahead Peter oh no oh no yeah like, I, I, I want to speak specifically to the voice acting of the cast for 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 me for me just just listening to it just audibly just 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 kind of an audible thing it felt like every like granted like what's what's with, with some of these names was some some of the cast i can tell like you know like busy ass schedules so it might not always be possible but it felt like every single person every single person for me was recording their lines in a studio by themselves they were never in a studio together so they could bounce off of each other they were just like here are your lines say them go about your way there was a, there was such a lack of emotion in their voices where i was like i don't believe anything in anything you're saying like literally not literally nothing you're saying and i'm sorry even james earl jones himself the original voice actor of mufasa i felt no emotion from him he was so plain he was so boring much like everyone else and that it, it's like i'm it's like it's like okay if, if 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 it's gonna be a live action film without with actual humans you get you get to see you get to see a human's face you get to see their expression you get to see, you get you get to see what they're feeling that's cool if you're going to make a film where the animals are super realistic and 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 for some strange reason the animator the animators take out that expression even in the eyes they took out the expression in the eyes so i i couldn't even look there and tell what they were feeling if i can't tr- if i can't believe what you're saying in your voice why am i here I You're completely an, it's agree. An animated I feature. disagree in that I think there are some inspired vocal stylings. I don't think everyone was selected. I mean, this is I mean, Lindsay Ellis has a video about the rise of animated movies doing celebrity mm. casting as opposed yeah, yeah, to yeah. casting career voice actors. So no, I by all means do not think um, you know, getting Beyonce for Nala like added anything. Um oh, no, oh, no. I know, yeah. I, I, know, I know what video you're talking about. But um yeah, I think there are some inspired like uh, voice acting uh, performances, though. I think as much as I don't 
in some total appreciate uh, Tim and Pumbaa's comedic stylings in this, which are um, largely improvisational, uh, which is yeah. just part of my problem with comedies in general at the at the movies these uh, a lot of the time is improvisation is very much um part of the process now uh, instead of like written jokes and um some of it works i mean they have great rapport i think i think um God, billy eichner's performance yeah, billy, i yeah, eichner. i actually en- enjoyed to an extent um it throws me off a little bit um in that part of me is thinking okay scar can't be a villain coded gay anymore because it's like incorrect and possibly offensive but Timon is so much more catty than he was in the original like why is this okay I, and this may be just something I generally would don't you say understand, he is but... mere catty oh my god sir oh my god <laughs> I had to drop at least one oh. pun okay I haven't Get been out. here in a while no. and that's how she found her in T- Trevor you like softballed it to her <laughs> I'm actually really, actually really, really happy that happened. <laughs> but good, um, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so I don't understand why it's okay for Timon to be cattier. Which I mean, Timon and Pooba are kind of doing that odd couple thing. That's very much what they are, and it's not yeah. okay for Scar to be catty and coded gay like he was in the because that's you know I understand the reasoning not to do that and recreate that performance because it is so 90s it's not like it was only Scar it was a lot of Disney villains it's kind of a systemic thing mm-hmm. but on the other hand yeah it threw me off a little bit and as much as I appreciate that vocal performance every time I look at the t- at the meerkat's mouth as it's saying the words I just feel uncomfortable <laughs> like it just doesn't mm-hmm. ever match up for me I mean it's matched obviously like it's not I'm not saying it's totally mismatched but um yeah and that seems to be part of a larger you know trend in disney adaptations is there's this like fixing of characterization of characters that needs to happen like giving them added depth or you know um trying to do something like fix something problematic or or Mm -hmm. about the original character and Um, i did oh sorry go ahead sarah well, I did uh, just uh, in in that vein of fixing uh, problematic things in films from the 90s, I did kind of enjoy how they dealt with, what do you want me to do, dress and drag and do the hula? Yeah, I really I was wondering thought, how you were going to do that. <laughs> I thought that was very funny how he did be our guest. I actually really yeah. liked that. I, yeah, I enjoyed that. I was like, Ooh, are they referencing Beaving the Beast? Guys, that was, that was my favorite moment from Timon and Pumbaa in this new film. On the one hand, I can appreciate why they didn't dress and drag and do the hula. On the other hand, mm-hmm. that was like the moment that broke me in my appreciation of Tapone and Poo. But that was the point at which I took off my hat and like put it in my mouth and just, you know, silently. <laughs> it's just adding insult to injury that you remind me of the Beauty and the Beast remake that also happened that I didn't need to see. And just, well, like, at it's least that- Beauty and the Beast was different enough that it warrants going to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, I know we were more. I, I think I am like significantly more positive on that film, even though I, I just object to its existence similarly, because I can at least respect that it was doing something different and, um, well, trying, trying to, um, and I'm not seeing the original. It really comes back to it being shot for shot for me. That it's just mm-hmm. like there are zooms that happen that you remember from the original. You know, that mm-hmm. 
happen in this one where like there aren't any other zooms and it's like this iconic zoom so we have to do the zoom and it just feels so out of place <laughs> and just makes me I, I've never had this experience in a theater before where I didn't just want to get up and leave but I wanted to get up leave stop watching this make it just expel it from my brain so I could go back and watch the original and it's just like at every successive point I was like come on don't like you know give me some reason like make, and I was trying mm-hmm. to keep an open mind but it's yeah. it's like it's like my it's like my brain is being rewired <laughs> it's like while well, I'm trying to watch this <laughs> I went back but, and I I rewatched the original a day or two after I saw the new film and to go back to the thing about the, the facial expressions, um, I don't think I realized that the lack of facial expressions in the new film bothered me until I watched the new one. And then I suddenly realized that was it. That's one of the main things that the new film was missing is these characters just can't show emotion. And I know, P- Peter, you you and Trevor both said this more than adequately, but I just, I, I felt this yesterday as I was watching this movie and was very upset. Like, where's where's the feeling? I get no no emotions from these very accurately created animal characters. Like it was, you did too good of a job of making them look real. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just a flaw. I think it really just comes down to a flawed concept. And yeah, I mean, I agree with Peter partly. The, the voice actors, some are definitely uh, do, giving more inspired performances than others. I feel sorry for James Earl Jones having to re-record all his dialogue when he gives like almost verbatim. I, I remember the original inflection of every character so Same. well. Oh, yeah. Same. Every different choice sticks out to me like a sore thumb. And it's like this yes. impossible Sisyphean problem where like I, aping the original verbatim is like there's no, you know, I, I as an actor, I can just I can't imagine like giving any feeling with the same exact inflection somebody else did. But on the other hand, any like other significant uh, change in inflection just makes me ask why 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 do they make that choice i understand that's what it reason for the, 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 that's there, it exactly there, there, there was there was a there was a line in the film for, for james o jones james o jones mufasa and and in, 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 in this new iteration of lion king that where 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 when he said it like my, my mind was like okay i don't necessarily need you to have the same inflection for it i just need you to have the same passion for it it, it was it was, mm-hmm. it, was toward, it was towards the beginning of the film um, when, when he when he, when when Mufasa is talking with Scar and, and Scar is like don't turn don't, don't turn your back on me and like Mufasa roars but then he but then he but then he says rather calmly is that a challenge and I was like where's the anger yeah mm-hmm. it's like but, it's it's like your yeah. brother just threatened you and you're just like he's like is he that like a growls challenge? it in the original he half growls it yeah he's like, yeah, yeah. You put it in my brain it's there I can I can hear mm-hmm. it <laughs> like I like I I heard I heard I heard the difference in inflection. As I was watching the film, I was like, I need that growl. I need that passion. It's like, your brother just threatened you, the king. And you seem way too fucking calm about this shit. Yeah, I have just a couple other things on this note I want to cross off. And then we can kind of maybe get scores on this, uh, depending on where y'all are. But what Mm -hmm. did y'all think of um, Seth Rogen's... um, uh, Uh, Pumbaa. I'm sorry. Um, like the, I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase this. The the kind of one note um, where he gets angry not because someone calls him a pig, but because someone calls him chubby, and he gets like inspired to like act heroically to defend who he is. And it's this very kind of one note 
dedication to body positivity, which is great. What did y'all think about that? I thought it was fine. I, I didn't really have an objection to it one way or the other, actually. I, I was guess, like, oh, okay, yeah. you did something different. It worked. Cool. Also, I will say, by about the time they got to the middle of Hakuna Matata, I realized how badly I had to go to the bathroom, but I didn't want to leave in case they did something good and I missed it. So everything for the second half of the film is partly colored with, I have to pee, I have oh, to pee, nuts. I can't concentrate, <laughs> I have to pee. You really, Sarah, you really need to get run pee. It's a great, great app that Ben told me about. I know, I really should have just gone during Hakuna Matata. Well, the, th- the time that I took, I didn't actually see all of this movie, just... Put it out there. I I I I went when uh, when they do the montage where the hair from Simba flies off into the air and apparently I missed a scene Good where time. it gets rolled up into a dung ball and that comes out of the yeah. dung ball and I'm totally fine know, with not having thought, an image. <laughs> I actually thought that was kind of cool in that they made the hair kind of go through a whole circle of life. Montage. I will say this for this. Movie I thought that was neat. The My only thing additional scenes that, that was only hair. Oh. Like it was just that one tuft of hair, whereas in the original film it was like he like flops down and it's like hair and leaves and other stuff. It was like it was just one small tuft of hair. Well, yeah, but that's more realistic than expecting True. this whole group of hair and plant matter and whatever else to stick together over hundreds of kilometers oh, no, yeah. of <laughs> desert and reach the same tree. Oh no, yeah, like I, I, I. I it's, it's just it's, I guess just for me and this is like nitpicking I I, I, th- I thought that when like when, when they showed the tuft of hair I thought it was gonna be like okay here is hair amidst like whatever else he lie, he laid down on and it's gonna be the tuft of hair that makes it that's just how, that that's how I thought they were gonna take it because because with it being like that one tuft I was like okay duh that, that makes sense because like you said that's more realistic but I was like come on give me at least like you know the sweeping like ooh beautiful what for, like debris i think you just wanted to see sex, sex written in the stars <laughs> yes i did i just wanted to see sex in the stars <laughs> uh, okay um we're... sorry no it's it's fine 20 year old reference 25 maybe that the children will be like sex in the stars what the fuck <laughs> what are you talking about don't worry the children. internet will teach you one day dear ones it was an it was a whole debacle you'll learn but yeah, the um, like the the Pumba thing, uh, body positivity, like kind of one off thing for me. I, I that's that's part of my attempt to try and see this movie is like maybe if I was a child and I didn't know the original exist and I grew up with this movie, that would be a good thing for me, right? Like I, I I'm trying to get this, but on the other hand, they just made a bunch of Thor fat jokes and 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 endgame and it's also disney and i'm just kind of like maybe make, make a movie about that if you're it's just it's at the heart of this like disney kind of cynicism for me that it's i just feel animating this like mm. when pumba also says at the end and this i'm I'm kind of attributing to seth rogan since they improvised but also people kept it in so i, I don't personally think it's his fault or anything when they draw attention to the fact that Akuna Matata is a montage and Simba grows up and they've been singing the same song this entire time. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> um, I'm just ranting at this point, possibly. Um, one other thing I wanted to acknowledge is that I, I don't think um, the original Lion King is one of the like best plotted <laughs> of the Disney Renaissance movies when you think about it. Um, 
And I also, I mean, I, I want to acknowledge the work they did in this and the extra scenes and some of the dialogue to try and really nail the thematic elements of, like, they actually use the word overhunting. Um, you know, they kind of joke about the great chain of being where uh, Simba sees it as a circle because he's optimistic Timba and Pumbaa are like nihilists and see it as a straight line that they're at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I did kind of appreciate like that. that, actually. Yeah. Uh, as a child, I don't think I, um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to put together why Scar ruins the Pride Lands, like why it's an environmental catastrophe, and they make that very clear in this. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a counterpoint to that. One other thing, um, <laughs> sorry, is uh, I just have to get this shit off my list at this point so I can forget about it forever. Um, the, the like the, the the thing the weakness I think of the original is that and and this one too is like plot wise not that it bothers me not that it's a big deal but like all the lionesses just kind of believe Scar and there's no real like reason for that it's just a thing that makes the plot work Scar is still a great villain he's thematically relevant for Simba because he embodies the kind of irresponsibility that Simba starts with as a child and then matures beyond it's it's yeah. it's, it's good screenwriting I'm not like nitpicking plot holing but this movie, like, some, you know, I watched a YouTube video at some point where some guy is talking about, like, what a dumb thing that is. And, and I guess someone heard that because they make this really dumb concession to it, kind of like they do with these adaptations where Beauty and the Beast kind of suffered from this, too, where they hear things on the Internet they try to address. And when Simba and Scar are having their final confrontation, and I need to check this with the original, but he whispers in Simba's ear that he killed Mufasa and... Before that, he's talking about how he was there and how he saw the look on his face. And then, you know, in the original, when Simba figured, you know, hears that and reverts back and accuses Scar of murder and everything, I think everybody just kind of decides to believe him instead, because of course they would. Whereas in this, they make this really dumb, like, almost like second grader playground kind of like... Oh, you said you said you weren't there. So how do you know what his, the look on his face looked like? logical inconsistency ah, kind of I, yeah I thought just, that was really weak <laughs> I didn't need that it's not it, what, the mm-hmm. original isn't like it's weak but it's not broken like I don't like why it just trying to fix it mm-hmm. in that little superficial way makes it so much worse <laughs> it's like yeah. I was prepared not to think about that going into this movie I really tried to keep an open mind with this um, as much as I could have gone the rest of my life without mm-hmm. seeing this I went to go see it because someone I truly love wanted to go see it, and I was fine with it. I tried to keep an open mind, but stuff like that, man. Stuff yep. like that. Yeah. And with and that, let's unless anybody has any other. Well, I would. I would like to take that one, just one step further, talking about the lionesses in general. Um, but then, for me to move on to more specifically, they had a chance in this movie to give Nala just a little bit more agency, yes. and especially uh-huh. with. Uh, you know, big name person like motherfucking Beyonce. You would, you would think. think they would give her a little bit more status or at least more lines. But no, they gave her one extra scene where she's sneaking away from Pride Rock. And in the end, guess what? She has to be rescued by a white man, a.k.a. Zazu. If Zazu wasn't there, she would have been caught by the hyenas and Scar and killed. Did not think about that element of it, but okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's also one of the only times Zazu is useful in the whole movie, but 
Yeah. Like, like actual Well, that's topics. true, but at least yeah. in the original movie, he had the comic scene where he's singing the coconut song trapped in the rib cage. I that did was enjoy much John Oliver, more which entertaining. I definitely, which I definitely wish John, they had John Oliver do. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Just like, ugh, moment that's opportunity like, missed. The only reason most of the population knows that song is because of the Lion King. <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of bunch coconuts. They are standing in the road. All right, that can be our sign off. Yes. Um,. Yeah, yeah, with the lionesses. They also do like a like a thing where they try to like give the female characters in the film a like little like square off chick fight moment between Nala and the head hyena. And I don't even know it's Nala for a minute. I think it's Sarabi because you can't tell the difference. <laughs> That's that true. There's, again, back to the you know lack of facial expression. There's not enough difference in animation between the female lions, which is really sad. Like- and, and like at the very least, just like have let us be able to immediately tell who Sarabi and Nala are. Like if the other lionesses, granted, like, like I'm sorry, but like they are just faces in a crowd of lionesses. But let us be able to tell who those two are immediately. Like it's mm-hmm. fucking Alfre Woodard and Beyonce. Come on. Yes, I love both sorry. of those actresses. Peter, you cut out for me for a second. Can you repeat that just last bit for me? Sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. No, like, like I, I, I was, I was saying, like, at, at the very least, let us be able to tell who Sarabi and and Sarabi and Nala are because it's Alfre Woodard and Beyonce. Like, oh. come on. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's put scores on this thing. Mm. This thing. <laughs> Can um, we start with you, Sarah? Please. Okay. I will preface my score by saying I am a little bit conflicted about how to score this because I love the original film so much. And this remake is, as we have said in, our, in this rec- this podcast, almost a shot-for-shot recreation of the original film, which is great. And part of me thinks that if it had been too different, it would have upset me. Say, oh, why, why are you messing so much with a good thing? You changed the whole story. This is terrible. Ah. But on the other hand, as I think I've addressed already, it was so similar that it was to the point of being uninteresting because I knew what was going to happen at every turn. So there, there lies my, my conflict with how to score this film. Um, as I said earlier, I really appreciate that they still got Hans Zimmer to do all of the music, and I appreciated that all of the musical cues happened at the expected times for the shots in which they occurred, but I just didn't get enough emotion for this movie. It was... Uh, and although Trevor, you did say at the beginning that that at least for the from the cinematographical aspect, it is a masterpiece. So I am going to give it a slightly higher score for that. But I think I have to give it a five point five out of ten because while it is visually stunning, certainly in terms of just the animation aspect, it didn't have the amount of heart that is necessary for the telling of this story 
and I don't. I feel like it was. It was. It was made too soon, and mm. without enough changes to make it into. I, I don't know. I feel like I've covered this already, but it was. It was too similar and not different enough all at once. Right. Yeah. Sounds yeah. familiar. Um, I'm gonna go next and give Peter the last word. Uh, I, I this is a very unique experience for me, and that I didn't expect to be like. Um, I mean, I was I'm against the concept going into this, so I mean, that's that's part of my experience in the movie, uh, being kind of against it in principle, and then watching it anyway and trying to keep an open mind. But um, I just I the. Like Sarah was saying, the fact that you know what's coming next, like it's it's different than just sitting through a bad movie for me in that, you know, like when I went to see the MIB remake, for instance, like it's a mystery and it's so predictable that I'm pretty sure I know what happens, but I don't know how it's going to happen. Like there's at least, you know, I, want, I have some motivation to finish it out every single moment of this because it is shot for shot. Just I, I'm seeing like the original in my head. And I know I'm repeating myself saying that, but I can't stress how weird and surreal an experience this has been like for instance in one of the most emotional like peaks of the movie when it's the stampede scene i'm watching scar prowl around and i'm seeing in my head the just gorgeous like charoscuro dark shadow like on his brows and when mufasa jumps onto the cliff the lens flares of sunlight behind it's just that's animation that's different medium I think it's the one I prefer, and it's what this story was made to be told. And I'm optimistic about this technology, telling new stories. I want people to use it for that, not for this. This is spiritually and artistically bankrupt to me. I realize that artists, like, steal from each other. Like, I'm not saying this is ethically a bad movie. I don't think there's more anything morally objectionable about it, but it amounts to plagiarism for me more than inspiration because it's just lifting the thing that people work so hard on and just kind of like reskinning it like it's a video game update and it's just I, <laughs> it's not um and on the and I, I i want to try and respect like and i'm i'm giving a big disclaimer here because this is the lowest score i've ever given on this podcast i, I really want to try to respect the amount of like work that went into this and how many different artists are involved and i really think people maybe see this as giving this like to a new generation maybe who's unfamiliar with the older one maybe kids are like more impressed by cgi and more fixated by that i don't really believe that i think kids are just as into traditional animation as everything and the problem with that for me is if you want to give the gift of the lion king to a new generation you can you can get him the dvd well you can't because it's in the disney vault but you can get a hold of it somehow you can get it on itunes it still exists and i can't even pretend to be objective about this and like giving it credit for being a well-put-together story that actually functions fairly well thematically. You could even suggest it functions, like, maybe because it's more on the nose thematically better than the original. I just, I can't give it credit for that because the original still exists, and it does all those same things. And I'm seeing the original in my head the whole time because they chose to make this shot for shot pretty much all the way through with some notable, some forgettable exceptions. I'm giving this a 1 out of 10. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a one out of 10 and not a zero because 
I actually really enjoy the Lion Sleeps Tonight riff that they do, where they get all the different background animals. That was that pretty great. Added actually. so much. That's like I think as much as I like laughed and chuckled in spite of myself occasionally at Timon and Pumbaa in this, like just momentarily, that took me like maybe emotionally into the movie a little bit. I think that's the one moment that I actually tr- truly purely enjoyed, and I, I respect that. So I'm gonna give it a one out of ten. Peter, what did you think? First off, damn. Um, <laughs> Trevor, okay, shit. That is literally the, the lowest score you've ever given. I was not expecting that at all. Um, okay. For me, this was a... Lion, Lion King 2019 is a very well-produced, beautiful-looking, lifeless film. It's a lifeless film. I am so sorry to all of the artists and to the voice actors like the cast, but... I can't believe, a, I, th- with the exception of like maybe like two of them, I really cannot believe any of the motion, any of the, any of the emotion that they say they're bringing to the character. Like like like, like, like apparent, apparent, apparently apparently John Favreau said about uh uh to 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 the guy the guy um the guy who played the guy who voiced Scar, he he said he said he said he brought a Shakespearean quality to the villain. I don't see that. I, I, I don't I don't feel that. I, I don't hear that. I mean Hamlet is moody, but sorry, I'm interrupting. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. No, you're fine. No, no, like I, I, I don't I, I don't hear I, I, I don't hear Simba being sorrowful so, sorrowful for his father dying. I don't hear Sarabi being happy that her son is actually alive. I don't hear well actually i can't actually i can't i can't hear the 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 the, the, the franticness and desperation in i want to live in, Z- in zazu's voice that john oliver good job i i can, I can hear that be, 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 because as much as he does on, on on last week tonight he that spot on because our world is dying and we're fucked um <laughs> but i i can't hear the emotion in everyone's voices i can't see the emotion on, on 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 the on the animals' faces, at the very least, the eyes, because they decide to keep the, because they decide to give them just straight realism. Yes, sure, the the the, the, mu- the music cues are there. Yes, every like it's, it's shot for shot, and 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 it and it gives me like full nostalgia. I like got I got goosebumps as I said during Circle of Life because I was like, this is my shit. The fucking sun rising. I am here for it. But there's so much passion that is lacking that and that that the biggest thing that makes it feel even more gut-wrenching to me is that james earl jones james earl jones himself was a part of this production but it feels like it's a it feels like it's a totally different man it's a totally different person and not not just like oh i'm trying to change the tone slightly but it's just like who are you they they got a clone of you who's giving their approximation of what you did in 1994. And also, I also also I, I didn't bring I didn't bring this up before, but another big point that like it's 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 just an immediate like oh fuck this movie, all the way off, when Simba had his burning bush moment. Instead of getting Mufasa's face, all we got was just thundering clouds. I was like. Fuck this all the way off. I really like that burning bush moment reference, by yeah, the way. Way to phrase that. Good job. 
it's like it, it's like okay sure we're supposed to start off with like like thundering clouds then we get kind of like a shadow of his face and in, in the animated feature like a, sh- a shadow of his face and then full on like full sunlight Mufasa in this face and body like you've forgotten who you are so you've forgotten me no don't leave me and it, and then and then it dissipates to like to like a starry like super starry night all we get is just uh, all we get is just like this random like is he high like thundercloud <laughs> that's all we get and it's like oh no 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 for fakey no, 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 fed him no. some mushrooms basically <laughs> basically but the, my dislike of this film comes down to com- comes down to in part what basically basically what both of you have said like there's a lack of emotion i was literally watching the original film in my head and like honestly just, just and on 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 to, on top on top of it already on top of it, on top of the original animated film being on iTunes they literally re-released this film in theaters back in 2011. Sarah, you and I went to go see it together. Yes. And we yeah. sang the whole and we sang and quoted the whole goddamn thing together with like 10 we other people. Sure did. Had a mother turn around and shush us with her two kids and we're like, "I'm sorry, honey, but it's 2 in Bitch, the afternoon." No. It's like it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon. It's 2 p.m. Like they they literally re-released this film 8 years ago in theaters. It's still on iTunes. I I am I am so sure that people people that people both people both a have the, have have the DVD from have the DVD like 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 themselves that they originally bought, or you can buy it at, or you can buy it at a garage sale, or b somehow by the grace of God a VHS of the, a VHS copy of this of a VHS copy of this movie still survive still survived the nineties and you can buy and you can buy that along with the v, along, See, Sarah, Sarah's like, I still got it. And you can also yep. buy a VCR at a garage sale and watch that shit. There are ways to watch the superior original animated film before watching this, before watching this movie. So I'm not gonna give it a one. I'm not gonna give it a one, but I will give this movie a 3.5. Like it it is a well-produced, beautiful looking film, but because the animated film already existed, already exists. Unless you unless unless you want to see you know like CGI animals post Jungle Book that that which which, which surprisingly Favreau him John Favreau directed that as well, so I don't see how he was how he couldn't direct these people to have emotion in this film because I personally think he did a good job in Jungle Book. I mean he even got he even got fucking Scarlett Johansson to give like a like give like a full range of emotion with the fucking snake the shit like just just go 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 watch the original animated film just go watch that one because you get to see you get to see scar say you get get to see scar do three things get to see him say "Ooh, well i shall practice my curtsy hear him say precisely and then hear him and then hear him sing be prepared with the fucking massive hyena hyena chorus army like the fuck just go watch the animated film go watch the animated film do yourself a, do save yourself ten dollars save yourself ten dollars times however many people you're taking with you and just find the animated film yeah i would say watch the animated film first because it's the best and you need to 
I would argue that you need to see it to even have any modicum of appreciation for this new film. But Mm -hmm. see the original film, wait until the new one comes out on Redbox or whatever. Yeah. Watch it so you can appreciate the original more fully. (laughs) That is why you watch this movie is so you realize... Man, Disney made a good thing 25 it's like years a, ago. It's like watching a feature-length commercial for a thing I've already seen. Oh my exactly. god, Exactly, that's right. it. We could have made uh, this podcast so much shorter. We just said that at the beginning. I should have opened with that. Yeah. <laughs> it is. this, I, And and I, Jack's going to blame me for this because it's going to be like really low score now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and rightly, right, rightly so. But... This 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 yeah. movie generally presents like a philosophical crisis for me. Like I'm not even like I, I know I'm culturally cynical about pop culture at times in general, but this is like this is this is peak that. So Sarah, you gave it a five point five. I gave it a mm-hmm. one. Uh, I think that's the only one anybody's ever given. Katie gave. Uh, I was looking back to like try and contextualize this. Truly, I was. I think Katie Boyd gave Sausage Party a zero, and that's like technically our lowest score mm. on record. Oof. But uh, Oof. Peter, didn't Jack give Hardcore Henry a one? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't check that one. He might have given it a two. I don't know. I wasn't on that cast. And Peter, you gave it a three point five. Yep. That adds up to 10 divided by three is three and a third, which I'm going to round down to a three since we don't do half scores as averages last I checked, at least recently. So for the Movie Gang podcast, we give Lion King 2019 a three out of 10. That is a hard not recommendation, which I I feel good about because I I don't know what kid would rather watch. The, I may theoretically maybe the kid exists that prefers this to the animated film. I I don't want to meet that kid. I I don't want to contemplate <laughs> that child's existence. Uh, and well, this then, just makes well, me then, cynical for the future. So well 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 then, well then you don't want well then you do not want to meet literally everyone I saw the movie with and when when I went when I was in the theater they clapped after the Circle of Life when the title card popped up and they clapped when the credits started and I was just like what's wrong with y'all. I don't, I'm okay with the first clap. The first clap I was okay with. But I, I would just, have been there for that. I would have been like, yeah, that, that this 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 is perfect. Like, just because I, 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 I was like weeping by that point. Right, and it's like you know what? I can leave the theater and walk out now, and I'll be happy. You guys realize yes, the I opening sequence I had, to was be the, honest. the trailer for the original Lion King. Like they dropped that opening mm-hmm. sequence, and they were like, yep. in 1994, Disney will release the Lion King, and they just yeah, they just mic dropped that shit. Um. To end on a positive note, I'm um, Mulan might be the only Disney uh, controversial hot take. I think Mulan is the only Disney remake I've been had any positive feelings about anticipatory at all. Strict strict remake. Strict Um, remake. I think I'm excited about it because it is the least strict remake. At least I'm I'm given that impression so far. Like, but then I get like other people. There's no singing. Oh no! Yeah, it's more of just like a film. Oh, no, yeah. oh, no, yeah. no, no, for, no, for, for, for me, for me, for me, at least right, at least in this context, when I'm, when I'm saying, when I'm saying remake, I'm, 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 I'm like kind of like comparing, um, like, like Lion King and Beauty and the Beast to Maleficent. Lion King, and Beauty, yes. Lion, Lion King and Beauty and the Beast are basically like, you know, just a remake of the original film while, while Maleficent is like, okay, how can we take Sleeping Beauty and reinterpret this shit? That's yeah. how, that's how I feel they're gonna do Mulan. It's like it'll it'll be more or less the same story, because duh. But it's like how can you like reimagine this and do it differently? 
Watching That's this almost getting. made me wish that I gave Melissa a chance. I've, I've heard good things, like, sort of, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you know? Like, mildly positive things, at least. I, I would, I would call, you know, rate Maleficent mildly positively. That said, yeah. I am not particularly excited about the second one. Oh, it looks way too epic. It looks so epic for the sake of being it, epic. It looks so know. epic, and I'm just like, you know what? Now I have to see this shit because there's clearly something no. going up. There's clearly something going up with Aurora's mom with, with, how, with how happy she is about everything going on. Lord. She's okay. way too happy about everything happening. I, tr- I tried to lift us up to a more positive note to end on, but I failed. Let's Sorry. Just, let's close that. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, this has been the Movie Gang Podcast. Um, check us out on TuscanShed.com, where you can also find Animania, episodes of The Pen and Paper Pod, episodes of Feast for Bros, Geekspace 9, Live Long Discover. The later three are no longer necessarily running, but uh, yeah, if you are happening to just now catch up on Game of Thrones, uh, which I don't know if I'm sorry for you or envious of you, um, there's a companion series to go with that, so yeah, check it out. Um, That exists. The podcast is more entertaining than the show. (laughs) For Movie Gang Podcast, good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.